Hello and welcome to episode 216 at Mighty White's podcast. I'm Jack, as always, joined by KC. Hello. How's things, mate? Um, uh, not too bad, I'd say. You know, we're going to go back into the Man City game, I imagine, which will bring things down and touch. But apart from that, yeah. It's a weird one, the Man City game, because even in the dire straits we were in, I think if you'd have offered me 2-1 before the game, I'd have had to take it because I expected it to be so much worse. I think if you'd have freeze-framed a lot of their chances and then told me we only lost 2-1, I'd have gone, that <laughs> brilliant, yes. Yeah. Well, we may as well go straight into it. Obviously, got beat 2-1. It was, it was very one-sided and very passive. And I, I understand why. It's not an unreasonable thing to do against Manchester City. And, you know, we were... Did we looked? Did we? Yeah, no, we did. Like we did look better defensively than we did when we played them at Ellen Road. Um, there wasn't loads. There was not really a great deal of interesting stuff to talk about in terms of how we lined up. I suppose the biggest one is probably Robles playing instead of Melier. Yeah, which ultimately isn't that shocking given his form. Um, I think even. If you'd had a great week in training, I, th- I think if you're watching the the footage back of the last few games, you're probably looking thinking this. It, it, you know, this guy is shot on confidence anyway. Do we need Erling Haaland to be within three yards of him to pounce on all the mistakes he's going to make? Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, I think it was. T- to be honest, we said we both said a while. There was op- there was always an argument for keeping him in, but I think this needed to happen a few weeks ago. You don't see it that often at the top level of sport where someone just... He's basically got the yips. Mm. Like, you can just tell he's something's gone confidence-wise and hopefully it just comes back. Uh, The other one that didn't really end up perfecting anything, I don't think, off the top of my head, was Christensen playing right centre-back. Yeah, he did. (laughs) That's all I've got on that, really. I mean, we went through a load of potential things that Sam Allardyce might do. Picking only one centre-back, I don't think was at any point one of the options we came up with. No, obviously obviously there was talk about Liam Cooper's fitness and, and whether he'd end up making it. You know, I think we were all pretty happy that Verba did make it for this one. Yeah. Because um, Christ knows what we'd have done otherwise. Well, um, I dare say Strauch would have just played left centre-back. Yeah, and look what happened. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, he's had uh, he certainly had better cameos. Although he has had a worse one. Yes. <laughs> we'll always have Cardiff. Yeah. So, first half, I mean, it was all Man City. Just all the way through. Leeds dropping incredibly. Leeds, it's not so much how deep we were playing. It was just the amount we were standing off. And again, I understand why. But that's it looked like that's what Man City were expecting us to do. And they just, they're that good that they will just keep it. You can't sit off them and wait for a mistake because they don't really make them. They'll make one a game. They made one in this game and we scored off it. I mean, I um, yeah, I find it impressive how we how far we, we chose to stand off Gundogan. Just, well, fuck it, leave him. Yeah. Well, I, we'll go straight into the goals. Um just with the same goal. Yeah. Uh, ball out to Mares. Mares is shown inside because 
generally speaking, even one, Mahrez is very good at cutting inside against anyone. And two, it looked as if that was the instruction given. Like, just shepherd them away from the goal. And two pullbacks to Gundogan. And there was a load of stuff on Twitter, people going, oh, it's McKenney's fault, oh, it's Rocker's fault, someone for sure. And I have no idea which one of them it was. In theory, if you looked at the way they were set up, it was probably normally for sure. Because Rocker seemed to... Like, McKenney seemed to have... Um, Al, between De Bruyne and Alvarez, that seemed to be McKenney and Rocker. But McKenney and Rocker... Such a mismatch. Yeah. McKenney and Rocker were dropping so deep that when the ball goes out to Mahrez, we, uh, we basically have a back six at that point. And then Rico Lewis makes a run into the box. And that drags Forshaw in. So we just have... We have loads of players back, but they are all in the defensive line. And no one is on the edge of the box. And I don't... That's why I'm not picking out any players for that, because I don't know who it was meant... I don't know if that was who it was meant to be. I don't know if Big Sam told them, no, just drop in, drop in and cover everything. And if they score from 25 yards, fair play. So I don't know who to pick out, but when you, whenever you concede the exact same goal twice, you, you're going to be annoyed about it. Yeah. It's something I think it's frustrating because if we'd have been torn apart by Man City, you know, it's a free flowing football, you'd be thinking, well, fair enough, that's what they're going to do. It is frustrating when you've got nine men camped out on the edge of your own penalty area and they still somehow find the gap. Yeah, if that was the. Was it Alvarez that skied one from about the penalty spot? And we had eight players in the box in two banks of four, and him stood completely unmarked in the middle of eight players. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that are annoying, because you're like, oh, come on, you've got the players there. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think, um, as, as I watch this as well, seeing how deep we were, I thought Mark Rocker looked really out of place in this team. Like, oh, I, yeah, I mean, he, it he doesn't really, suit him at all. He really struggled tracking men. Um, I think there's, in the, I'm trying to remember which chance it was. It was. I think it was one of Erling Haaland's chances, but you just see people just breeze past him and he's got no chance with them. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's loads of arguments about whether he's actually any good, whether he's just shite, whatever. The main thing is, God, he does not suit us at all. Because, like, and I don't just mean us under Big Sam. I don't think he, he suited us slightly more under Graffia, sort of. But he didn't suit us under Marsh either. No, because he was playing in a team that was, you know, very high energy, high pressing. And he could, and, and in that system, he could only play 70 minutes. Yeah. And it wasn't pick out a pass. It was get it forward into... Whatever the zone it is on the edge of a box, I don't know what the terms are. Zone thirteen. Isn't he their centre back? Give it to him. Yeah, that, that's like, a good pass for us. <laughs> like it just—it was again. It just goes back to the whole lack of joined-up thinking at the club, signing players that don't suit things like that. Um, so yeah, both goals. I don't think Robles could have done out with either of them. I thought he made a couple of good saves. Uh, if you watch the um, Leeds United version of the highlights on YouTube, he made a wonderful save on the penalty. 
according to the commentary. <laughs> Even though I am, I am pretty certain it only hit him after it came back off the post. Yeah. Um, he did well to redirect that penalty. Yeah. But that uh, the penalty being missed in the second half, um, missed by Gundogan, there's two versions of this. You can either say Haaland, oh no, he wanted to give his teammate a chance to get a hat-trick. We all know he just didn't want to score against Leeds. I think at this stage of the season, he, he didn't want to put himself in a position where he, he was looking, thinking, I could put Leeds down here. I, I yeah. don't want that on my conscience. He was probably Leeds' man of the match. Like, I mean, he missed. Like, I, think, I, I saw a couple of posts on Twitter just got, uh, did like picture of Robles saying, the man who stopped Haaland. And I was like, no, the pic- the picture you need for that is Erling Haaland. Yeah. There's only one man who denied him. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to throw a crossbar in there as well, you go for it. But if, if he'd have if he'd have had his shooting boots on, he could have had three or four. Yeah. But as was the argument at the other side of this, I, I don't think you can say Big Sam's plan worked because they should have scored more. Like, they definitely should have scored more goals. But do I think that we'd have been worse in this game under Graffia? Also, yes. Yes, because the defence would have been 10, 15 yards higher up the pitch. Yeah. Like, I think, <laughs> there would have been I, a I lot think... of space for them to get into. Yeah. Um, I do, you know, I do think there is that element of having the bodies there certainly blocked off space that Harlan likes to get into. Not so yeah. much that he didn't get on the ball at all, but it did make him receiving the ball in the air as he likes it a, a, a shade more difficult. Um but you know I I can't really complain about it either. Like I don't think his game plan worked and well no it didn't work. They, they created lots of chances. We we had 19% possession. At halftime, Gundogan had played more passes than us as a team. Yeah. Um, almost double, actually. And also, that was a thing. Now, don't look. We were always going to... I actually... It came up in the pub. One of the things was, how much possession do you think we're going to have? And I think I said 25, and, I was, and it turns out I was overselling it. Yeah. But... One thing that did uh, did surprise me about that, uh, that it was quite that panicky and just kick it up to Bamford, who was 50 yards away from any other Leeds player. Like, Allardyce made a point in his press conference of saying, one thing is, when you do get the ball against a team like this, you have to keep it for a bit, because otherwise you're just under constant pressure. Which he told the press, but I'm not sure he told the Leeds team. Well, he, to be honest, he probably will have done, because look at our passing all season. Yeah, true. We have the most panicked passing yeah. I've, I've seen that this team where, and I think at first, I think I think a lot of us put it down to the, the, the tempo that we played under, under Marsh, that it was so rushed. Well, I, I thought that more than tempo, I thought a lot of these just panicky, kick the ball forward to like the, the D. I thought that it was literally instructed. Because I believe he, like, that has been a thing when he's talked about coaching. You get the ball into that area. But the problem, uh, did you read any of that uh, athletic piece for the week? Talking about the training and... No, I haven't had a chance yet. Yeah, apparently, like, there, there was a lot of concerns within the club that basically Leeds haven't been coached what to do with the ball in 14 months. 
just like Bielsa left, Marsh came in, and it was all this training. Here's how you press. Here's how you win the ball back. Harry in, do this, do that. And what do we do when we get it? Ah, fuck knows. Give it to them. And I do not. I have no way of knowing if that is an accurate representation. But I can certainly believe it, having watched us. I, I said to you before, like I, I, I really enjoy watching football with my mum because she she is very much a. Why don't we play a flat four four two? Why why isn't everything the way it was in nineteen ninety nine? Also, I mean, we might tomorrow. There's a chance. Well, true. <laughs> um, but I, you know, as someone with, well, someone who is, is is more interested in that side of things as well, will explain certain elements of the game. So it's like, well, what what is this Marsh philosophy? And I explained it all, and she and she just went, oh, so how does it work then? And I went, oh, it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it works if you've got Erling Haaland spearheading a team in the Austrian league. Yeah, you'll be fine. Oh, in the Premier League, God no. Now uh, it's a weird one. The the one thing is though that Big Sam's whole thing is stay in the game, stay in the game, and we did for the most part. We stayed in the game. We had two good chances, and we nearly nicked it. Well, we had two good chances. Yeah. Weston McKenney's header from a cup no, was that was a good chance. It's not one that you have to score or anything, but it was a good chance. And then at the end, long ball up in the air. Furpo, who for some reason is the second furthest forward player, wins a good header. Akanji makes a mess of it. Rodrigo finishes well. Rodrigo showing why we probably need to get him on the pitch. Just because he seems to be the only one that can finish. And this bit, after Rodrigo's goal, I think is the one bit that I was annoyed at Big Sam for. I know that the most likely thing to have happened if we did this is they pick us off and score the third. But it was definitely worth the gamble. And they might have just kept the ball for seven minutes anyway because they're really good. But we still stood off them and didn't even try and win the ball back. You're 2-1 down with like seven minutes left, including stoppage time. You In a relegation battle. The, go go for the point. You, you have to try and get that point. Even though it's incredibly unlikely, even though they'll probably pick you off, you have to go for it. And we just didn't. And that was the only bit of it that, even though it's not my favourite tactically and stuff, that was the only bit that I was properly annoyed at. Yeah. Um, Put Paul Butler up front, knock it up to him. He wins the knockdowns for Rodrigo. It's the, the Kevin Blackwell method of we need a goal, put the big lad up top. Because it's that method of put Christopher Samba <laughs> up front. Yeah. Because like he did bring on Rodrigo about the hour mark while Bamford was still on, but Rodrigo was just playing defensive mid, basically. Because we were so deep. Nah, it's really not the a relegation team really isn't Rodrigo's forte. Or maybe it is. This is his best season. It's his best season. Hmm. Maybe he should, maybe needs to get to Valencia. <laughs> I mean, the uh, for as much as, obviously, we got beat, and that was a shame. Getting beat 2-1 on Man City wasn't the thing that ruined everyone's weekend. It was Monday. Well, Monday always ruins people's weekends. Yeah. Um, 
unfortunately, as as the Daily Mail came out with fans fuming that BBC did refuse to refuse to air Match of the Day, like as if they'd filmed Match of the Day on Monday. That they went, no, we won't do it. <laughs> no, there just wasn't one. There sh- it turns out there absolutely should have been. Yeah, but yeah, there was a few goals. Yes, Carnage Monday. So it started all right. Um, what was it? Fulham beat Leicester five three. Yep. What was it? Fulham went three nil up. Looking comfortable. It, I think it three nil, three one, five one, five three. Yeah. <laughs> um, James and then, Madison was broken. Yeah, he and was then broken by that. It went to shit afterwards. Um, yeah, you had what was it? Brighton won, Everton five. Which I am the world's. I'm such a pessimist, and I could have. I could see Everton getting somewhere in that game just because of pessimism. I couldn't. It, it, on my worst day of pessimism, I did not see Everton scoring five goals away at Brighton. No, very disappointing. I mean, clearly, Deserby didn't expect it either. Seed. I think he'd had quite a few players in that played a lot of football recently. And he made a quadruple sub at half time. Yeah. So they no effect. Mad. They, I mean, I fortunately only watched about 10 minutes of this because I said, I'm not going to watch these games because I'll just get annoyed. So there was 10 minutes of it where I really was just sat doing no and ended up watching it. But by all accounts, every single trap that Everton set for them, Brighton just played straight into a. And they just give them give the ball away thirty yards from the from the, the own goal, and then Everton would counter with pace, and they just couldn't live with it. And then uh, Forest beat Southampton four three in the late game, and that basically puts us in a position where we, like, what do you reckon we do? We need five points. Uh, just looking at the table now. They do have I, tough I, fixtures. I, I still think we could do it on with four. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, unfortunately, I'm into that horrible mindset of now of, well, we're the early kickoff on Saturday. So the other teams will know when we've lost what, you know, a, a point would be a good result for them. Southampton will win. So it means they stay in touch with us despite the fact they. Probably they have to win. You don't need three. to worry. You don't. You don't. Southampton are Southampton are what eight eight points off safety with three games left. Southampton are relevant. I'm not worried about them surviving. I'm worried about them overtaking us. Those are oh, two, different, sc- those are two different things. Yeah, um, yeah, because they have to win all three games now to to stay to have a chance of staying up. Yeah. Um, it's again, it's that horrible thing of having to look at all the. Uh, look at the fixtures. Chelsea, you know, what we got Forrest away at Chelsea. Which, if Chelsea had an actual manager, you'd think would be fine. Yeah, I've always spoken very highly of uh, Sir Fat Frank at, yeah. uh, at Stamford Bridge. And but Ev- um, Everton are at home to Man City. I do have faith in Man City. Like, <laughs> like if, they, if they didn't win the league because of this, yeah, you'd be absolutely fuming. Uh, um, Leicester are away at Liverpool. Uh, sorry, uh, at home to Liverpool. 
Um, but Liverpool have been in better form as of late. They've been in really good form and they are in with a decent shout of still managing to creep into the top four. So, so the, the, this the weekend, problem... if we can get a result, like I, I really think if you could get a point from this game, I think it'd be a really good result for us. If the other results go our way, yeah, and um, well, that's that... this point is uh, is anyone's guess, but so that was something Sam Allardyce made a big point of in his press conference. Like we cannot lose this game. Like he didn't say, like he said, obviously we're going to try and win it and stuff, but. It was very clear on the we can it must not lose. And if all the can't afford to lose, he said as he counted his one hundred and twenty five thousand pounds for managing this game. Yeah. He also um <laughs> yeah, God, it's 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 a decent it's decent work if you can get it, isn't it? I know, right? Um I don't know if you've seen by the way, but Leeds United are now one to three to be relegated. Yeah. So um Hopefully we can beat the odds, but I don't think that it's looking all that likely. There was some good news. Um, the under-21s beat Villa in the playoff semi-final. Goals from Matteo Joseph and Sonny Perkins. Uh, they actually took his advice and played Rutter, who by all accounts was good. No stronger than that, good. Uh, he apparently didn't stand out next to Mc... like he he looked good. Sean McGurk looked better. Was the was the main takeaway according to one cost what two hundred grand from Wigan? Yeah, the other cost thirty five fucking million. Yeah, but now one always, thing I will say is fault. I, know, I, will say, <laughs> I think one of those two is probably lacking match fitness at this stage as well. Yeah. Um. Oh god. Ah, uh, you know what? When people, you know, when you hear people say, "God, I hope he has that," you know, as they say on on the square ball, like, I hope he has that one moment this season. And God, when he bangs in the winner to gain promotion for the under twenty ones, you know, it'll be a well, great I mean, moment for him. If we don't play him on Saturday, I want him starting on Monday night because that's the result. Leeds have Leeds play Forest at Ellen Road on Monday night, seven o'clock. And for, Forest, as we know, can't win on the road. I, I'm saying that. I've not looked at the the twenty ones table. I don't know the away record of their twenty ones, but I'm just. I assuming. really, really. I mean, I really hope that we can win that on Monday night because it might be the only thing that we get out of this season. And the funny thing is, if we do get promoted, if we get promoted from PL two Div two into Div one, and go down, and all the best twenty ones move up into the first team squad, oh, there is a chance that we will go up and our twenty one. And then our 21s might get absolutely battered next season. Oh, God. Um, yeah, obviously, I'm, I'm really happy they've got themselves in this in this position. Because um, they, they should the, have gone up. Like, they, they really did yeah. make a mess of the end of it. But, um, you know, it's going to make for a good occasion at Ellen Road Monday night. Yeah. Um, although, I imagine if we lose to Newcastle, it could still be a tense affair on Monday. Yeah. Just bring uh, the panic with us. Yeah, I'm. I know. I'm looking forward to that on Monday. I know we will be going. Um, and we'll also be going tomorrow. Yay! Yay! Uh, in fairness, Casey, your our record with you there has been all right this season. 
Not on... uh, well, I'm trying. I'm trying to think my games this season. So beat Bournemouth, lost to Man City, uh, drew with West Ham, beat Cardiff. Yeah. God, have you? You've been to fewer than I thought this season, but you are at the last two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Newcastle. Which in, which in my case, I'm now thinking, ah, oh, like what? What's this millstone you've hung around my neck at this point? Yeah. Newcastle at home. Uh, I mean, Newcastle are a good side this year. The third in the league. They have lots of very good attacking options. When they break, they break so quickly, which worries me with our midfield. Um, they, I think against us, they're probably going to go like really all out for it. They'll play the four-three-three, but I think they'll play... Provided everyone's fair, I think they'll play Isaac and Callum Wilson. I think they'll like play Wilson at nine, Isaac off the left. Um, probably um, Jacob Murphy, current form on the right, because he's been playing really well. And then I think they'll pick the more attacking midfield where they have like Bruno Guimaraes sitting and Willock and Joe Linton either side. Yeah, I'm just looking at the team they put out when they played Southampton. Uh, I haven't looked at that actually. Which is they started with Anthony Gordon, but Callum Wilson. I keep forgetting hey, he's there. Callum, yeah. Well, it, it it's if there was an award for it, it would go down as most pointless signing of the season. Like he he's a good player. But... <laughs> no, Jorginho Rutte. <laughs> no, no, we've got long, no, we've got a long term vision with him, Jack. You've you've just got big picture five years time. The resale yeah. value on him will be thirty seven million. It'll all not have been worth it, but in 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 not to harp on too much about Jorginho Ruta and the incompetence in in his signing. Um, we needed a striker. We didn't entirely sign one, but we sort of did. Mm. They really didn't need Anthony Gordon in that team. No. Um. But yeah, looking at them, that you know, <laughs> Callum Wilson got um. He got two in, in that game against Southampton. Probably could have had a hat-trick because he had that one that hit the bar twice. Mm. Um, and like I say, you got Joe Linton, Gibberish and Willock. Sort of, it's, it... it's a great, it's a really good midfield, is that? Like, I mean, obviously, it comes up every time you talk about him, but who knew that signing a 40 million... Hey, they've sat, they spent 40 million on a forward and it didn't work out at all. And now he's a cracking centre-mid. So... Mr. Ruter. Uh, in fairness, if, if we could have Bielsa back, he probably would be an eight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, conceded the least goals this season as well. Newcastle with 29. Yeah. Um, uh, well, that was one of the things that I've got on a note here. There was times, like last season when you looked at them, one before the takeover and stuff, they were just poor. But you looked at them at the back and didn't reckon a great deal to them. And that's not the case anymore. Like, Trippy has been really good at right-back. Cher and Botman is a really good centre-defensive pair. Nick Pope's a cracking keeper. Dan Byrne, how he's turned into a good left-back, I've no idea. <laughs> and I'm still banging this... the drum. He's not the same bloke that we watched in the Championship. But even if they don't play him, if they go for a more conventional left-back, Matt Target, good player. Yeah, I mean, you kind of got to commend what Graham Potter did with Dan Burr. 
could have, you know, should have held out and gone to Chelsea. It'd have been one of their best defenders, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but no, it's def- like defensively, they've just been fantastic. And I, and I know that still, when the worst is, oh, I don't know about Nick Pope with the ball at his feet. And you're like, well, if you're keeping clean sheets like that, I don't think you really need to worry about it too much. Yeah, and that, that's one of the worries that I have. The way that we're playing, the style we're likely to play, we're maybe going to get two or three chances and you have to take them. And when you're against someone who's such a good shot stopper, you do worry that maybe we'll only get two chances and even if we do well with them, they might not go in. And we won't stand off in the same way that we did against Man City, but you'd still think we're going to be passive and deep and try and counter. Yeah, I know it's a completely different set up now, but just looking at the, the stats last time we played, them eight shots, one on target, which was a, a decent effort from Rodrigo. And if I remember rightly, it's in James's Park, we barely did a thing in the second half. Oh, if, they absolutely battered. Melier had an absolute worldie, didn't he, in that game? He was brilliant. Um, I we got very lucky Kieran Trippier couldn't put in a free kick for whatever reason that day. Yeah. Um, you know, I, th- I think we rode our luck a lot in that game. So, unfortunately, we're not looking any uh, any strong. I'm just looking at the team for that one. That was still in the era of uh, Strauch at left back and Cooper and Cock in the middle. Yeah. Um, well, we'll talk about Leeds a bit now then. Um, what changes do you think he'll make? Because, I, I mean, he said in his press conference there is going to be... A couple, at least a couple. Yeah, I'd, I kind of struggled with this one again because just just looking at that team, if Cooper's fit, I assume he comes back in. And yeah, do you think I, that moves further to left back if that happens? I think I prefer to see Cooper and Verber together in the middle. Um. Um, although he, he, by the way, just I've just remembered back to the press conference. He, Cooper definitely isn't fit. Is he not fit there? Well, yeah, uh, he said. Yeah, he said Cooper, Adams, Dallas, Sinistera are long term uh, are out. Also, let me rephrase that. What he actually said was Cooper, Dallas, Adams, and Sine, 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 What what is it? Sinistera. Lewis. <laughs> yeah, which of course is exactly what you want from a manager to not know team, the name of your player. I mean, I, su- I suppose at this point, he like it's a little bit annoying, but at the same time, he has literally been injured since he arrived and will have very few interactions with him because he yeah. won't be playing again this season. Yeah. He also spent quite a lot of uh, his press conference talking about how it's it was always going to be difficult for Leeds this season because it's always difficult in your second season in the Premier League. Yep. And then got to the end of his point and went, it's the third, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, it was difficult in our second season. He's not wrong. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I I don't know. Did, were you surprised that Cock was one that dropped out? I was, but apparently he had an injury in training. Oh, and that brilliant. was why. Uh, I'm assuming that he's going to come back in for Christensen, I think he'll leave Ailing in. 
Mm. I think Robles will keep his place. And one of the, I think one of the three midfielders, the like three deep centre mids, I think one of them is going to come out for a more attacking one. Well, he brought, he did bring Greenwood on, didn't he? He brought Greenwood and Aronson both came on at City. Yeah. Um, I, I genuinely could see it being either one of them. Or maybe even Rodrigo. If he, because he might sit as deep, but then play some attacking players so that if we do get a chance, there's people there to take it. Yeah, it's, it's one of the things, like I, like, I don't think Bamford played particularly well. And I think one of the big issues he had was a, his decision-making when we really needed to hold the ball up for a few seconds wasn't there. And I think he tried to rush a few things. Yeah, it was a bit of a perfect storm because it was set up to make his job incredibly difficult. And then the few occasions where he did get a chance to do it, he sort of was at best 50-50 with him. Yeah, there's a few times when I think he's played, like, played a couple of pullbacks and stuff like that, and no one's there, and you just like just keep even keep your back to them there. Just just hold it for a couple of seconds. Let us get 10 yards, 15 yards mm. further up the pitch. Um, but again, give it, one, given how we're playing, and two, his form, it, it's, it's not entirely surprising. So it might be quite nice if, if there is a Rodrigo in there as well as someone to play a bit closer to him. Um, yeah. Unless we get the Rodrigo box-to-box midfielder that we got against Fulham. Yeah. I um, The other thing is, I, I'm still not mad keen on Monto when he's on the right. So I think he might invert the wingers because it was mostly Harrison left Monto right. I think he might switch them over. Even though no, we might I mean, like width, I think neither of them looked great. No, and especially no. when you when we're in a team that doesn't have a lot of aerial prowess or anything like that, and Bamford's on his own, it doesn't really make sense. Like it, it doesn't suit Nonto's game to to be getting to the byline. Harrison's is more suited to to that. I, I've always said I preferred Jack Harrison as a left winger, but. In terms of the two of them, I think Nonto's the better player, and I think you've got to get him in his best position. Out of uh, all our wingers, is there only Somerville who's probably strongest on the right? Probably. Yeah. Because um, like is a central player, really, who can play on the right. McKinney. But all of our wingers. Like all, <laughs> I suppose it's like that is just Use a him big, as a wide target, man. It's another one of them big like sort of squad building things that as much as Sinistera looks if he if he could stay fit, it looks very a very good player for the money paid. But we did we lost a right winger and replaced him with a left winger. Yeah, like we we, we sold Rafinha and we told and we bought two players who play in the same position as Jack Harrison, who yeah. was already a left winger. Now again, as as time has gone on this season. I think he has looked more comfortable playing on the right. Mm. And, I, and I think that's just down to, to getting the reps in there more than anything. Yeah. But for someone who we, we, for the most part, wanted to keep and we're looking to renew the contract with, mm. it was an odd move to sign two left-sided players. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but again, you, you, we've, we've had the conversation about Victor Otter and the squad already. Yeah. We won't try, we won't do that again. No. 
Damn it. No, I'm, but I must admit, they uh, they worry me to Newcastle. Just the fact that I do, I can't see us getting more than one goal. This and... season or <laughs> this year? Um, no, but genuinely, I, I I can't see us scoring more than once. And I look at their sort of front five and how well our defense has been playing, and I just I just don't see a way this goes our way. Other than getting lucky and shit housing, which is that I mean, we have got the right manager for that, to be fair. But we are missing Tyler Adams very much. Yeah, God, um, so loved a bit of shit housery. Um, the other thing as well about the the game against Newcastle in it was was it the end of it was either December or early January. I'm, I'm mm. too lazy to check, but uh, they had Chris Wood leading the line that day, yeah, uh, and. Chris Wood, Alexander Isaac, like a... yeah. There's a there's a difference between Wilson, Isaac, Chris Wood. Yeah, <laughs> one of them left and ended up at Forest. Yeah, um, just I've I've just checked actually. Uh, Casey, your bet didn't win. I got lucky. Mine was void because <laughs> 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 because Robin Cock didn't play. Fair. Um, which was fortunate. Um, do you have a prediction for the Newcastle game? Uh, I'm going to say a one-all draw. I mean, it would probably be a good result, but I, I just don't see it. I'm afraid, so I'm going to say 3-1 defeat. I just can't see it. I wish I could. <laughs> nothing would nothing would make me happier than me being wrong. <laughs> um and have you seen anything bet wise that took you fancy? Um I've opened a, a, a section here that's stats specials on on the Paddy Power. Um and th- these are not out there as such, but they're not bets you'd normally make. Well, let's go with Newcastle to have three or more shots on target from outside the box. And that is five to one. I mean, Gimaleyes loves a shot. Free kicks. Yeah, trippier free kicks. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Um, I am going to have to find, again, because I'm so far behind the eight ball, I am going to have to just find something that's you know, like some massive long shot bet. Well, not even massive long shot, but quite a long shot. Uh, Leads to win. Yeah. <laughs> they'll all play. Uh, I'm going to have all to be carded. McKenny, Furpo, Rocker, Gimaleish. Which is 80 to 1. Because it's the only way I'm going to get back at this stage of the season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Um, yeah, I... I just look at the two teams and I can't see I can't see a way this works out. I am really hoping to see us getting bodies closer to Bamford. Because it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're if you've got 40 yards of space between your striker and the rest of your team, it could be the best hold up player in the world you're not getting out in that situation. Yeah, I th- I think there is part of me thinks we can shit out our way to safety through three draws in these games, but 
It is possible, but unlikely. Yeah. Um, I, I think we need to be a bit less passive this time. Like, I, I, you know, Newcastle is still a quality team, but... I'm, I'm not sure. Of, I'd, I'd put you this way. If we were as passive as we were against Man City in a home game, I don't think the crowd would stand for it. No, but I don't think Big Sam cares at this point. I don't no, think he cared from the start, to be fair. Like, it's not going to affect him all that much. No. Oh, what am I going to do? Leave in two weeks' time. <laughs> in fairness, he'll want the extra, like, two and a half million quid that he gets if we stay up. He will what? care. <laughs> oh, no, but I mean, in terms of the in terms of the stadium, I, yeah. I don't think I'll bother him to. I think it'll terrify the players. Um, yeah, you need to see some, some sort of attacking intent and... Again, for me, it, it, I would very much be looking at a four triple two with Farshaw and McKenney as two holding mids. Yeah, well, that's, and just well, just have a back six and a front four, and and that's yeah. it. That's the uh, the last thing that I was going to bring up actually in terms of changes. I was going to say that if Rodrigo comes in and does play a sort of the ten, do you think it'll be McKenney and Farshaw? I think I think it probably should be, and, and that's saying a lot because we've given Lester McKenney a lot of abuse. Uh, I, I think that that's the much, much of it, with well, much of it deserved. But um, you know, I thought I thought Rocker really struggled in that game. Yeah, I wouldn't. I I'm still I am not ruling out Sam Greenwood. Again, starting. in terms, the the more you think about it, you just think, well. I'm also not ruling that at 10, by the way. Hmm. Uh, just I, I still think he's going to look at his set pieces and think, we need that. Yeah. We need something. Yeah. But that is the key. That's the right point to end on. We need something. Because if we lose this game... I mean, I think we're dead anyway. But if we lose this game, we're extra dead. I suppose it's that thing of if we lose this game, but everyone else loses, it's as you were. It, mm. It's very much dependent on everyone else at that at that point because. But when everyone else, if everyone else loses, you'll be looking at the game going, "Fucking if what if we'd have got some?" Ah, oh, no, but it again that I suppose that then depends on how the game went as well and and things like that, um, because you know. It, it, we've every right to feel that against a team like Leicester. Leicester is shit. Yeah. You know, if you can't beat them at home, there's part of you thinks you, know, you probably deserve to go down. Mm. Um, you know, Fulham are having a decent season, but the, to, to ship five against that Fulham team is woeful. That Fulham team without Mitrovic. Yeah. Um, you know, if we lost 2 0 to Newcastle, you, you do kind of have to look and think, Ah, yeah, they're a good team. Yeah, but well, you know, that was the thing I said it months and months ago. I said we, if we're going to get out of this, we need to be well clear before these last four games, and we're the opposite. So I just can't we, see we, it. We drop points in the games that we absolutely needed to get results from. Um, you know, we we there was not mentioned it before. Night and day, the game, the FA Cup game at Fulham and the league game at Fulham. It might as well have been two different teams that played. Yeah. Um, you know, we, Leicester is it was just 
a disgraceful tactical debacle mm. by, by the end of it. And I, while the players need to hold some accountability, that was just such a poorly managed game. But, um, you know, hopefully now we've we've got someone who I don't think is going to be too afraid to make changes when they need that, to be. That is one thing. He won't have, um, what is it, paralysis by analysis. He won't be... Uh... He won't be sitting there going, well, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this, and then end up doing nothing. As much as he might do things that aren't the thing the crowd wants to see a lot of the time, he will do what he thinks is the right thing to do, and he'll just do it. Yeah. And hopefully that can be enough. Hopefully we can shit out a couple of goals, because it is a ridiculous situation that if we somehow won this game, all of a sudden everything changes, and you're in with a real shout. Yeah, and it's, it's that thing of I, I just hope we give ourselves the opportunity. Yeah, well, that was another. He said in the press conference, "We need to try and get the first goal. The first goal is so important." And I remember when he said it, and then I just flicked Twitter on at the same time, and it was just there. Everyone going, "We must get the first goal." One minute thirty seconds, Leeds nil, Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> because if if we do win. Uh, we go to 16th again and yeah. then pressures on other teams. Yeah. When they've all got tough games coming. Newcastle are a better side than us, so I can't expect to win. I think we'll get beat, but if we could get one, oh God, it'd be so massive. But that will do us for episode 216 of the Mike Lights podcast. We just, we just desperately need something. It could turn into a really big week. If we can get someone on Saturday and go and the 21s get promoted on Monday, all of a sudden, it's a really good weekend. Uh, but I've been Jack's here. I'm in KC. Have a good one. In a bit.